We are back to school this week here on Kicking Out at Two. I'm your host, Dave Rosenbluth. Thank you all so very much for hitting that download button, pressing play, and joining us this week here for another edition of Kicking Out at Two. This week, it is a, a co-host choice. Like I said, last week's show, um, I was going to let our co-hosts choose what subject and what show they want to watch in particular. And this week, Dennis, my man, is here with me, and he chose a back-to-school-themed episode of Kicking Out at Two. We're going to discuss the impact that pro wrestling had on us as youngsters attending school, uh, particularly, you know, lunchroom conversations and memories discussing pro wrestling at the lunch table, um, as well as some other pro wrestling related topics and how that sprinkled and filtered into um, our everyday occurrences uh, during grade school. Um, And with that being said, the man, the myth, the legend, the wild card here, Dennis, what's up, buddy? Dave, always a pleasure that, that, uh, that, um, I thought this would be an interesting subject because I think everyone who's a wrestling fan that always had your wrestling fan click, especially at the lunch table, and you know, and that and there was over the years I remember that through elementary school, even throughout high school, there were some damn good conversations I had in that lunchroom. Yeah, I've I've had some interesting ones myself. Um, Like you said, through elementary school all the way to high school, and we're going to get into those. And if you guys have any pro wrestling memories yourself that uh, have filtered into your days in grade school, whether it's elementary, middle, or high school, or even all the above, um, you know, hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash kicking out at two, as well as our Twitter handle. Our handle's at kicking out two, K-I-C-K-N-O-U-T, and the number two. Um, Tell us about your memories, how pro wrestling impacted you during grade school, Um, what kind of effect it had on some of your classmates, um, good or bad. Uh, Hit us up on our social medias and, uh, you know, let us know what the dealio is, as they say. (laughs) That's pretty old school, actually. Um, Yeah, so uh, let's get into this. Let's let's dive deep, if you will. Um, Give me some, give me your earliest memory of a... I guess you could say a lunchroom pro wrestling discussion that really like that that really kicked things off. All right, the one that got always the boys uh, rattled, and this was many a conversation and a lot of fighting and all this other stuff. Before there was the Monday Night Wars, there was the Cafeteria Wars. <laughs> Who was better, WCW or WWF? And I was always a WWF guy. Of course, my argument was my dad could beat up those motherfuckers. <laughs> and, 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 and the other ones would be like, well, that motherfucker can't wrestle. If you want to watch wrestling, you got to watch WCW. And like, like they'll... Uh, like you know the ultimate warrior and uh, like I you know I'll be like ultimate warrior would kick the shit out of all those guys combined and be like well like at least uh, at least the, the other guys could tell me a story and wrestling and whatever you know yeah so like I said well before the Monday Night Wars there was the cafeteria wars and 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 it was all about which one was better WCW or WWF now how many friends did you have in school. Um Growing up, that were wrestling fans like at a young age, because I'll be honest with you, at least starting out in elementary school, I had to, I probably had like one, two, maybe three friends that really liked wrestling that were like as diehard as me, and then the rest were just kind of fringe fans. They were casual. Like, like I had to convince them that it was that 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 it was cool to watch wrestling. How, how about you? I never had that problem. And I mean that that. Yeah. Uh, it, it, 
that maybe I just got lucky and I go I can seriously right right hand the God I can always remember always having a clique of, of wrestling fans that are, and and like and like like when it was elementary school like some of them went to other middle schools there was. I think there was three middle schools in Manchester. Oh, so Manchester, Connecticut. You were in Manchester. Yeah, okay. that, that, which, I went to elementary which school. Which roughly has like sixty thousand people in the town. Mm-hmm. That, 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 so, so it had like two, three high schools. Yeah, uh, middle schools. So I had one high school, but two. I think it's now two. Two. High, I don't go off the rails like I always do. I think there. I think there's two high schools. That's why I love you, bud. I think there's two high schools currently in in Manchester, but I grew up with one. But but, but there was like three, four. Middle school. So once you left elementary, got got. Uh, and Guys if you're, got if you're an inch, stuff. yeah, if you're an inch left, you go in uh, the school. You, yeah, you get yeah, the, the borders and the districts. Yeah, depending on where you lived and stuff. Like you know, that. I was kind of lucky. I get it. But I just remember just just an elementary school because we had these. We had we had a couple of kids that were that were from down south, mm-hmm. and, and 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 they. Uh, the, uh, they had the WCW knowledge. Yeah, they had the like the Jim Crockett WCW yeah. knowledge, so they knew who like the four and horsemen and, and all and, those and guys. They trained were. us the, the, the what times to watch it. Yeah, the TBS six oh five. Yeah, the, the six oh five on Saturday nights. That that uh, and then on Saturday, I I'll go to my grave believing this. Okay. The the Saturday morning uh, uh, WCW was better than the Saturday night uh, WCW. And I don't care what anyone says. I that, that I forgot what that program was called. It was uh, it was um it, I thought it was WCW so Pro. Better. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it either, yeah, it was either Pro. Well, I think Worldwide like, was kind of like their Worldwide was a syndicated yeah. show that was like on like like Saturday afternoons, yeah, like midday Saturday. Worldwide. I think Pro or even Sunday sometimes. I think Pro was a Saturday morning show. I think it started out as NWA Power Hour, and then it merged into WCW Pro. And then you had the Saturday night show, which I remember more uh, than the than the than the daytime shows was WCW Saturday night at six oh five p.m. Eastern yeah, course, time yeah. on the TBS Superstation. And then you had WCW main event on Sundays, which was which eventually would be a precursor to the um, the pay per view pregame shows that you would get. So you would watch the show the main event live on TBS. And then it was the last ditch effort for you to buy the pay per view. But nonetheless, I digress. Continue. You were talking about. But yeah, they, they trained us uh, that they wouldn't watch it and all this stuff. It opened up. It opened up to me to a whole new world of wrestling. Yeah. Because because it really was that that, that uh, it, it, it you know you had the bright lights of WWF. Yep. And it's kind of funny too because the lighting too made it dark. Didn't it, you? It, it, yeah. It was that for WCW. That uh, like the whole production, everything was just totally different. Yeah, like like it was like the wrestler show versus the high production show. Yeah, and it it really was that that it was always fun to talk about that that that, that wrestling. Even though I didn't really like, I we all knew who Ric Flair was and like, uh, but that uh, but kind of like the other guys just watching like you know like um like an Ole Anderson or like uh, that uh. Before he got in a car accident, and uh, Magnum, Magnum TA. yeah, Magnum TA, just watching these guys and like, and these were all guys that your friends from down south that that came to elementary school with you. They knew those guys. They yeah. introduced you to them. They didn't know who the Ultimate Warrior was. So they didn't knew who he was, but they didn't. They weren't as familiar yeah. with him. Yeah. yeah that, 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 uh, and we'll talk about Jake Snake Roberts. They'd be like, uh, 
he's a ripoff of Magnum TA. And, I, and we're like, what? Then you watch Magnum TA wrestle, and you're kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Now, um, so in, in a sense, you guys were educating each other from a territorial perspective. Like, you had WWF in along the eastern seaboard from, like, Pennsylvania all the way up to Maine, and they had NWA, Jim Crockett, WCW from, you know, Baltimore and Chicago all the way down to, you know, the, 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 the Carolinas and the Georgia area. So you guys were educating each other and kind of opening each other up to different worlds of wrestling. Yeah, you can say that. Okay. Um, so, like you said, the cafeteria wars, what was better, WWF, WCW. Okay. You know, this was elementary school for you, for Dennis J. Levy in Manchester. Um, now, talk to me about, during this period of time, what was the most heated debate that you can remember at the lunch table regarding pro wrestling with you and your friends what was what was was there an instance where like you stood your ground about a subject or about a certain wrestler and the other kid was you know very firm about their stance on that particular wrestler or that particular subject was there anything that like really like chapped your ass when you were a kid and you were just uh, that, that you could vividly of remember course, to this day of course okay so i'm jewish so okay. i never had the santa claus moment or should I rephrase that? My Santa Claus moment was in those cafeteria arguments. Is wrestling fake or is wrestling real? You had the wrestling, you had the wrestling clique that 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 had older brothers, older sisters, or that douchebag dad that that the one the 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 room the illusion for the kid, yep. and then be like wrestling is fake, mm-hmm. and then you got these motherfuckers uh, like 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 or, or not motherfuckers the smart ones like me and be like no it's fucking real like like how dare you like 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 like, like why would you even say that and and and, and of course then you got the people that hate wrestling that uh. Or to get involved, like the the, so the like for once again let's bring up the you know the cafeteria wars WCW WWF that was only involved with wrestling fans that loved wrestling yeah once you course. got the fake versus real that got the whole cap that got the girls that got everybody and and it's funny because so the you get the like mob wrestling. you got the mob mentality that where it's like. It was like me and three other guys mm-hmm. versus the cafeteria. Like, how can you be so stupid? Da 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 da. da. And but but like, if that was like the real intense, like, where 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 if you wanted back in back in nineteen ninety or nineteen eighty nineteen eighty eight, and you wanted to have the cafeteria lose their minds. Have have some of the have the kids that think wrestling was real have the kids that was, that was wrestling fake and oh my god those arguments yeah. we, we wanted to kill people we really Jesus. did I remember I remember like yesterday like 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 so, that so was mad your, so I was, that was crying your, that was your Santa Claus moment is what you that really was so you found out during one of those historic blowups that wrestling was predetermined yeah it, it was it was where 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 does one kid. I don't know how he just 
and this this nine year old kid, whatever, <laughs> yeah. like like I'm in the fourth grade. Mm-hmm. This kid just doing all the information, got the dirt sheets. Yeah, and he goes, Dennis, watch this. I could it'd pretend like he's a genius, whatever you know. Just a <laughs> yeah. It'd be like like you. This guy's gonna win. This guy's gonna win. This guy's winning. This guy's gonna win. And then you know, be watching my squiggly line. Uh, wrestling people don't know what I'm talking about. It, that, uh, That's when you don't order the pay per view and you, and exactly. you put the channel on and it's the squiggly lines. <laughs> yeah, so it's basically radio wrestling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's a great. That's what I did. That's what we used to do. That, 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 that was a staple in the Rosenbluth house. If we didn't get a pay per view, it was radio wrestling. So, so, so I'm watching my squiggly line wrestling, and I'm listening. Oh, Mr. Perfect wins. Well, he said Mr. Perfect was gonna win. That, 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 oh, Macho Man wins. Did say in the match, man was gonna win. Oh, Hulk Hogan retains the title, shockingly. But like, but like he said, that's exactly how, how he said he was gonna win. Sergeant Slaughter's gonna come down and interfere and all this other stuff. I'm like, how does he fucking know this? Wow. And then it's like, wait a second. How old were you? When when I officially fucking submitted it, when I tapped out and said it was fake, I could tell you it was, I was 11 years old. Wow. Okay. I I I hold on I hold on that for dear life. Okay. And then uh, of course it didn't need to do if we do I'm born on May twentieth, nineteen eighty. Do basic mathematics it was like ninety one. That of course was so steroid scandal and all that stuff. And then it was just a bombshell. And then I was like, no, I didn't care. I, just, I enjoy it. So there were. So let me tell you about my like Santa Claus moment. Okay. It's kind of jum- mumble jumbled together. Um, when it comes to when I found out, and it has to do with school, okay? As a youngster, like you, what I saw on television, I thought was real. I thought this guy hated this guy, and they got in the ring, and they settled their differences. And I thought that, that, that it to me, at seven, eight years old, like, that looked real. And, not, and, and, and I know that there will probably be some people listening to this that will say, like, oh, well, it is real. And I agree. Yes, it is real. The physicality of it, you know. But the predetermined nature of scripting and the storylines and things like that. That's what I mean. And I think that's what Dennis means when they say, when the, when the word fake gets thrown around. I know it's not a term that people in the industry like, but, you know, whatever. Um, so, anyhow... Um, I remember as a youngster when I would watch, okay, I did a lot of my wrestling viewing at my grandparents' house, my dad's parents, Nana and Grandpa. And at the time, my great-grandnana, my grandnana, my great-grandmother, my Nana's mom, she used to live with my grandparents. Um, And it was towards the the latter part of her, her, her life. And... Sometimes she would sit in the den in the TV room while I would watch wrestling, whether it was NWA, whether it was WWF, whatever. And a guy would hit someone or a guy would bleed or a guy would take a chair shot and she would be like, oh, dear. Oh, my goodness. She, he hurt that man. I can't believe you watched this. And my grandfather would say, ma, they're just actors. And I never understood that. Okay. And then right around that same time, I'd be at school, and remember I was telling you about those fringe wrestling fans I had that, that were friends of mine at school, in element, especially in elementary school. Um, they would tell me, oh, it's fake. This guy, you know. Sorry, he, I couldn't hear what you said. My fucking watch. <laughs> my, my Apple watch. Anyhow, um, yeah, because my Apple watch couldn't believe that either. Um, my friends would say, it's fake, you know. I bet you during the commercial they stop what they're doing and 
I didn't want to believe it, you know? And, and they would say, oh, that guy's not hitting him for real. And I'd be like, well, okay, well, why did they bleed? And they were like, oh, they pour ketchup on each other. I'm like, how to get a bottle of ketchup? You know what I mean? Like, I would fight tooth and nail with people about this shit. I wouldn't have these epic lunchroom Royal Rumble style debates like you would, but I would kind of be the island unto myself with the fringe wrestling fans. And then there were even some of the hardcore diehard wrestling fans that were my friends, like... I remember this kid named Dominic and this kid named Chris Dombrowski um, and uh, Jose Rios. And they would agree with the fringe fans. They were like, oh, no, it's fake. Like, or no, it's 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 scripted. It's like a movie. And I, I'd be like, what? But they, they still liked it. So I was kind of like the last one to know out of everyone. Okay. And I fought it tooth and nail for the longest time. And I, I think it was my father was the one that said to me, you know, your friends are right, or it's 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 scripted, it's you know, they hurt each other, but they 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 plan it out. It's like a stunt man in a movie, like something to that effect. I don't remember the 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 deep discussion that he had with me. But I still enjoyed it. So it, it wasn't like a oh like I wasn't crushed by any means, because obviously I'm 37 years old now and I'm talking about this with you and I, and, and you know, you as you can see here with my setup, you know what I mean? All the wrestling I have, the, the toys, the pictures, the autographs, shit like that. So it didn't crush me, obviously. It had no effect on me as a fan going forward, but um, it was like right around that time. And there was also, so then you talked about like dirt sheets and stuff, all right? Which I'm glad you brought that up because this just came to me. So. And you live in East Hartford. Do they still do the uh, Journal Inquirer newspaper? Great question. That that uh, I've not seen that thing in forever. Okay, so they probably don't do it anymore. So I used to be a paperboy for the Journal Inquirer uh, back when I was like probably like nine or ten years old, and the Journal Inquirer used to have. Actually, you know what? I'm mistaken. It was the New York Post. Okay. The New York Post every Tuesday used to do an art, a, a pro wrestling article. It was a small article by the Informer. The Informer ended up being Vince Russo, okay? And eventually, that's how Russo would end up getting into the WWF um, and into the wrestling business itself. Well, it started out with his with his newspaper article. So he would have this article, and it would, and my father would reveal. They would reveal spoilers as to what's going to happen or who's coming in. So he'd be so he would get the paper. He always got the New York Post every day because he was a New Yorker and he liked to read the Post. So every Tuesday, especially in the summertime, um, on my way to summer camp, he would drive me and he would stop at a gas station in Manchester. Actually, the gas station in the parking lot of Shoprite in Manchester on Spencer Street, and he would get the Post and he would read to me what every Tuesday what the news was and one of the articles was Sid Vicious from WCW is coming over to the WWF and he's going to be a part of the 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 double main event at SummerSlam uh, later that year which ended up he was the referee in the Hulk Hogan Ultimate Warrior versus Triangle of Terror match made in hell handicap match so then he would read um my father revealed to me the the finish to Ultimate Warrior Macho Man from WrestleMania 7 before it happened. Now, it wasn't recorded. It wasn't wasn't taped that WrestleMania was live, but this person Vince Russo had the 411 that Ultimate Warrior was going to beat the Macho Man. 
but it's never had an effect on me. It never was like I never took it took anything away from me as a fan. I was still you know invested in it as a fan. I still I still enjoyed the theatrics behind it. You know, to this day I still do, obviously. Um, but yeah, that was my Santa. Those, those those combined, like it was like a series of events that took place to excuse me to eventually get me to that moment where I was like, okay, wrestling is is predetermined. You know, it's scripted. It's 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 a show. It's theater um, instead of being an actual physical violent sport. Which there's violence to it, but and there's elements of violence to it. But um, yeah, that was my moment for me. So. Um, I'm glad you brought some of that stuff up because it just kind of like conjured up some memories that I needed to get out in the open. Now, uh, now, now, let's talk about the. So you, you you talked about the the cafeteria wars with WWF and WCW. You talked about the 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 big um, rumblings of um, of uh, you know the, the whether it's real or whether it's fake in the cafeteria. In your elementary school days during recess. Did wrestling ever come to life? Was there ever play wrestling with oh, other friends? Okay, so tell me, so, tell me something about your stories at recess and how pro wrestling made its way into recess. So most of the time, where when uh, wrestling came, came into like recess was normally uh, you know football, baseball. That, those are our big sports, right? Yep. And then, uh, so let's say baseball, right? You got, you know, 50 kids in recess, there's only 18 spots. Yeah. If you didn't get, if you didn't get a spot, you're, that, uh, you, there's no swings. That, 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 uh, playground's full. The playground's full. What yeah. the hell are you going to do? Yeah. So you go into your buddy, and you just point at a woman. It's like, I'm Macho Man. You're the ultimate warrior. Let's fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> now, did it ever? Did, did any of these ever, did any of these ever wrestling matches ever get to a point where, like, it got too physical, like we're like you. So for me, it only happened once. Okay, let's hear. It, it actually didn't even happen at the the at the at at, at recess or at school. It was actually at my house. Oh, okay. And a buddy came over that uh, we were playing Game Boy. Game Boy had a, a wrestling game. I forgot what it was called. Mm-hmm. You'd only be like four or five characters. I was always a million dollar man. But uh, but anyway, mm-hmm. so it said that. Uh, that um, and I, I'll go back to, to why I mentioned the million dollar man in a second too. But that, that so we're playing that Game Boy game that uh, that uh, we beat it whatever a million times. So we get bored. So I was like, let's go, right? I'm like, I'm like, yeah, all right, let's pretend uh, you're Virgil on the million dollar man. I'm going to kick the shit out of you. So he's like, okay, whatever, right? So I do like you know the, the body slam, and then I get behind him when I do the million dollar dream. Yep. Yeah, maybe did it too too rough. He didn't care for it. Yeah, we got a big fight. That uh, that uh, <laughs> that uh, it was one of the few times where my mom had to call the other parents. Like, yeah, you gotta kind of pick up your kid. Like, they're wow. they're going at it. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Now I now in elementary school for me, there was never play wrestling because there was. I just don't remember it happening. Like I, I, I think we were too scared to get in trouble. Um, but I remember, I remember an incident. So my question is, how many, how many, how many? Was it a big school or whatever? Jeez, I went to elementary school in East Hartford, Pitkin Elementary. Um, I don't remember the size of the school. Obviously, I don't know what it's what the capacity is today. If it's if it's gotten bigger. Um, to be honest with you, I don't know. I, I, I'm guessing it was a fairly decent sized school because um, there were at least like 
two to three classes per grade, two to three teachers per grade, I would say, if I remember correctly, um, with maybe about like 15, 15 or so kids, 15 or 20 kids to a class. So you're looking at, you know, 60 kids to a grade, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess you could say, you know, it was kindergarten through sixth grade there at, and, uh, at, at Pickin. Um, so yeah, do the math. But I mean, um, I remember, what do I remember? Oh, so like recess, like we never wrestled each other at recess. Okay. I remember my friend Jose used to bring the toys and the ring and he would play and he would bring those and I would be afraid to bring mine because number one, I didn't want to ask my parents because they'd probably say no, but two, I didn't want to lose my stuff. Big point. So I would play with Jose's stuff and I always gave it back to him. It was, and he had some of the guys I didn't have. So like sometimes we would like set up obviously like play dates where he would come over my house and bring the ring and the toys or I'd go over to his house and bring my stuff and we would do we combine the rings together, do like a war games type of thing. But there were a few times at recess where he brought the toys and there were maybe about like seven or eight of us that were like playing with them, etc. Um, but I remember this one instance, we weren't wrestling. We were actually playing basketball. Um, and it was with one of my other wrestling friends and, um, this kid named Dominic and he was a pretty tough kid. Um, and we were playing and something happened. One of us got upset with the other and it turned into a shoving match. And I remember he's. I remember I punched him in the face three times, like boom, 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 like right by, like by the jawline. And he stood there and took it. And like in my brain, when that happened, I just pictured a bad guy punching Hulk Hogan and him no-selling it. <laughs> so that was like the only wrestling type of moment that took place on the, on the schoolyard playground during recess um, for me. But we never we, – we never – physically person to person wrestled each other it was something with the toys um but i i do remember i think it was like third grade um third or fourth grade um i think we got two out of hand with the toys at recess um and uh they, the teacher was like, no more, that's it. Like, you're not allowed to bring those in, et cetera. And that kind of ended it um, for us. Um, but those are some of just of my, um, or no, even like, so let me scale back here because I'm digressing. Um, the trading cards. I don't know if you remember the trading cards. Vaguely. Okay. So they used to have the, I used to have the trading cards. So. Back when baseball cards and basketball cards were the big thing, I also had wrestling trading cards as well. And I remember, you know, some of the other wrestling fan friends of mine um, would have some of the cards as well. So we would trade cards, or we would share each other's cards and look at them, etc. Um, and the funny thing is, with the wrestling cards, um, we didn't treat the wrestling cards with the the respect that we would treat the baseball and the football cards and the basketball cards because you remember the Beckett magazines with the the trading cards where yeah. they would give you the listing of like what the card was worth in mint condition of and course, fair, yeah. right? So they, didn't have, those, they yeah. didn't have that for wrestling. So we would just like hand each other the cards, throw the cards, whatever, you know? With the baseball cards, it was like we would delicately take the card out of the sleeve or we would delicately give it back to our friend that owned the card or we'd be like, no, 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 look with your eyes, not with your hands. 
hands, no touching, you know, and they'll show you the card and you look at, ooh, and then you try to organize a trade. With wrestling cards, we didn't have that. Um, but that was one of those short-lived experiments in, in elementary school with the wrestling cards. Um, here's one story I think you're going to love that like had like a pro wrestling, for me as a kid, pro wrestling kind of vibe and element to it. So I'm in kindergarten and I, we're, we're on our way to the auditorium um, for like a Christmas holiday kind of recital. And I was pegged to be the little drummer boy, if you remember the, 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 the drummer boy song. And back then in elementary school, the doors were just wood doors. There was no window. You, didn't, you couldn't see out in the hallway. So you open that door, like you never know what's gonna happen. So some teacher flung open the door and it was this heavy wood door and it caught me right here on my the top of my eyebrow and like fell back and I just grabbed my hand and I looked and there's blood. And I'm like, my first thought was, I'm busted wide open. <laughs> I'm busted wide, but I'm crying too at the same time because that shit yeah. hurt. I'm fucking crying. I'm busted wide open. I'm like, oh my God. Oh. So like they send me to the nurse's office and I like look in the mirror and I literally have like a Ric Flair, Dusty Rhodes, Crimson Mask over my face. Oh man. I'm crying, but at the same time I'm like, oh my God, like someone needs to take a picture. I'm in kindergarten. This is I can remember this, I swear. It was so vivid. And I just got this big crimson mask on my face. And and I remember just saying to the nurse, I'm like, I'm busted wide open. <laughs> like, I'm just like using all these wrestling terms. And I'm going to need stitches. I got to go to the hospital. They're going to put me on a stretcher. I'm like, thinking, I'm like using all these fucking terms. That like, and these adults are probably like, if they didn't know I was a wrestling fan, they're probably like, what's this kid know about a stretcher in a hospital? I'm, like, I'm in kindergarten. You know what I mean? I'm six years old. So I remember going to, um, I remember my mother picking me up. They called her at work, and she picked me up, and they cleaned, they, they cleaned me up, and they put, like, a Band-Aid over my eye, and I remember just, like, in the, I'm waiting in the nurse's office, and I'm sitting in a chair, and she's just, the, the nurse was some old lady, and she's like, um, you know, please sit down, you know, wait till your mother gets here, uh, don't want you to hurt yourself, you know, you, 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 you took a good bump on the head with the door, and blah, 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 and all I wanted to do was look at myself in the mirror with this big bandage over my head because I thought I was fucking Ricky Morton after the horseman beat him up pretty good. And um, I just remember looking and I even... So my mother gets there, picks me up, and I remember saying to her, like, I'm going to have to go to the hospital. I think I need to get stitches. And, like, my mother's like, all right, come on, let's go. We'll take you. So, like, I'm in the, like... The, they, she takes me to the walk-in clinic. And... All they did was put like a butterfly stary strip. I don't know if they still even make those now. On my eye, over my eye like this. And I still have a scar underneath my eyebrow um, to this day. But um, I just remember like that moment, like the blood coming down my face. I'm using all these fucking kayfabe terms and stretcher jobs and this, that. I'm six years old and then, and, and just like, just covered in it and it was just like my shirt like my mother threw out my shirt i wanted to keep the shirt you know because i had blood on it but yeah that 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 was like my 
that was my big like pro wrestling moment. Like someone took a chair over my head and we just went boom. Except there was a teacher not looking and the door swung open and caught me right in the chops. But um, uh, any more elementary school stories you can think of before we move on and uh, and, and 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 talk about the evolution of your fandom? Uh, I'm trying to think like like good conversation like. Uh like the course, like I said, the course, the big ones, especially in. Uh, well, you mentioned Million Dollar 90s. Man. Don't you have a story about Million Dollar Man at the lunch table? No, the Million Dollar Man story. Oh no, I do. I'm sorry. That said, I thought you were referring to. If I could go way off the rails about the Million Dollar Man. Go for it. That uh, so, so my favorite wrestler of all time. I actually might have mentioned this already on other on another Kick and I Duke podcast, but it's a, it's a good enough story to retell. That, uh, that, 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 so my favorite wrestler when I was a kid, maybe of all time, seriously, maybe of all time, it's a million dollar man. So, wrestling's in, uh, wrestling, uh, I'm work, I'm at work, I work for a hotel, the Sheridan Hotel, uh, the, the right up there at Bradley Airport. That, um, and, uh, that, the, the, the Monday night, uh, it's, 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 yeah, it was a Raw, Monday night, a Monday night Raw in Hartford. So uh, everyone's staying. All the big wrestlers are staying at, at at the hotel, and it's now Tuesday morning. I'm working, and some and so a couple of my and that uh, who walks in, the million dollar man Ted DiBiase, and I'm freaking out. That that uh, so I go to my colleague who they uh, that uh, I wasn't the one that served on was my colleague, and I go, oh my god, Paul, do you know who that is? He's like, I, he wasn't a wrestling fan. So he goes, I have no idea. He goes, that's the million dollar man, my favorite wrestler of all time. Yada, yada, yada. He's, I bet you he's going to give you a good tip. You know, he's, he's a million dollar man. Why wouldn't he, right? Yeah, yeah. So here's one of our best servers that we have to offer. Gave him, he's like, oh, really? So rolled out the red carpet because of me, whatever. And uh, and all of a sudden, he leave, uh, the million dollar man leaves, and my buddy Paul waves me over. Gives me... Gives, gives gives me the it shows me the check you know the minute I'm making eggs bacon juice whatever get literally wrote zero with a slash for a tip and he goes this is your fucking million dollar man and I'm like really the million dollar man stiffed after hyping him up. That uh, uh my childhood hero. Steph, one of the best servers cash? ever. No. <laughs> not only that, and ladies and gentlemen, kicking out it too. If you're not gonna leave a tip, just leave it blank. Don't touch it. <laughs> I'll tell you right now. If you the the, the, the middle finger putting the zero and, with the, the, the slash circle, in it is the bad. circle slash is the middle <laughs> finger of the restaurant industry. Wow. Just don't do it. Just wow. don't do it. But anyway, I, I, I didn't yeah. think we would have this discussion. The for million this topic. dollar man, Theme. circle slash one of my dearest friends on this Wow. Planet. Yep, that's a true story. I remember. So I, I you know, talk about million dollar man. I remember um, some of the kids at school that when they when they would try to you know emphasize their point of wrestling being fake. I forget this kid's last name. His name was Ryan. He was a bit of a fucking tool bag. But anyhow. Um, they million dollar man was one of the, the the points they emphasized with oh yeah well they're not just giving away money that's not real money that's fake money I bet you that's monopoly money and you know they would throw the money like he's kissing his feet for fake money that's an actor you know what I mean like so I'm, I'm funny that you brought that up because that would be 
that would be one of the points that some of the kids, especially the fringe wrestling fans that, that would call it fake, would use is that Million Dollar Man was 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 giving away fake money. And we all know over the years, some of that money was real money yeah. that they would use. Um, but let's move on from elementary school to middle school, um, because middle school was um, an interesting time for me. Um, I left, I moved from East Hartford to West Hartford, Connecticut across the river and uh when i moved um there was no wrestling fans in my school none okay i was i was literally the island unto myself i had to i tried to convince a couple of friends of mine to 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 watch it with me and they tried just wasn't for them wasn't their cup of tea so um i remember the first i middle school i didn't have too many memories of of fan of, of other wrestling fans and friends that I went to school with that were that were into it, um, at least in the early part of middle school. And then I had like one friend in the eighth grade who you know we're still friends to this day. Um, Buddha, what's up, man? If you're listening, you're probably not. Um, but <laughs> um, he was a big fan and he knew all the guys. He knew all the names. He had the toys at one point. We would talk wrestling back and forth. He was like my first wrestling friend in middle school. And then like eighth grade was right around the time when like NWO came out and they were doing too sweet. And they were yelling, suck it. And, you know, DX was doing suck it. And you had Stone Cold with the middle finger. And then all of a sudden, it got cool for everybody else to like wrestling. And I used to, and, and it used to chat my ass that when I would see guys play, hey, Rosenbluth. And they would, you know, suck it and they'd point to their crotch or, or hey, Rosenbluth, throw up, the, you know, come on, give it to me, give it to me. And, you know, too sweet me or whatever. And I'd just be like, you used, to, two years ago, you used to shit on me about wrestling and how it was fake. And I was, you know, it, I was I was gay for watching wrestling, like you know what I mean. They would call me gay, you know, for for watching wrestling, and you know, oh, you like to watch oiled up men in their underwear wrestle each other, around, you know what I mean? Like all the all the negative connotations that came behind that sort of stuff back in the day, um, which I don't approve of. What so didn't approve of it then, don't approve of it now, uh, but. These same guys would be like, oh, yeah, it was, it was cool. NWO was cool. Stone Cold was cool. DX was cool. All that stuff was cool to them, you know? And they tried to all be my friend. And it was like, fuck you. I'm not going to be your fucking friend because you all of a sudden like it now. Like, yeah, you used to call me gay. You, you watch that gay stuff, too, because they still, you know, they still get all oiled up. So, you, you know what I mean? Like, it used to just really chat my ass. Um, yeah, middle school was, middle school didn't have, I didn't have too much interaction with wrestling. Um, but I remember in middle school, middle school was the first time where like we would, where, where like we had gym class and gym class, you would have to get changed in the locker room. Like in elementary school, you just showed up and you walked into the gym. In middle school, the boys and the girls went to the locker rooms to go get changed in their gym clothes. And so um, I remember I remember one time I got into a fight with a kid in the locker room. Um, and it felt like a locker room fight on pro wrestling mm-hmm. in pro wrestling. And that was probably the only instance where like I I kind of y- used my wrestling mind to like defend myself. I like this kid came after me. I chucked him up against the locker. I think I 
punched him in the face a few times, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then, like, I literally, like, walked out, like, after he was on the ground. Like, I was going towards the ring for my match. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, that was in my brain. So, now that I don't have a whole lot of memories of, of pro wrestling being incorporated in my middle school experience, talk to me a little bit about your, um, your, your, your time as a middle schooler and how... Um, you know, pro wrestling was a part of your everyday life in middle school. So, middle school, and that's where uh, that uh, more of our, like, uh, you're talking about, like, um, NWO didn't happen until I was in high school. I'm a little bit older than you. I'm 40. That, that, uh, but uh, my middle school, I can start seeing uh, clothing, though. The, like, uh, like not really Hogan Ultimate Warrior anymore, but like um, NWO the shirts. Not yet. Like oh, I said, really. like, like I said, like I said, I did. I did uh, so. So my middle school was sixth, seventh, and eighth. Same with mine. That, that uh, I want to say, I was. I graduated ninety nine. So yeah, I was, I was a freshman in ninety six. So, so so like I said, I was, I was, I was in middle school like. Like 95, 94. 94. Yeah, that's what I mean, 94. Yeah, the 90, you're probably at 93, 94, 95. Yeah. That, that, uh, so, 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 the shirts that I saw were the Shawn Michaels, the, uh, Razor Ramones. The, the Razor, yeah, Razor is huge, Bret Hart. Undertaker. That's when you start, start seeing, uh, that was the age where you start seeing shirts and stuff like that. And, and like I said, uh, that, that, uh, I'm telling you, you, I'm, uh, that, uh, uh, you should have you should have grew up in the Manchester I want to say Southside. We're all wrestling fans. I'm telling you, I never had, and I consider myself if I toot my own horn. I could always, uh, I, I I I was always thought I was, I always depict myself as fairly popular. That mm-hmm. that that uh, that, that uh, and and I never had an issue talking wrestling. That, that ever that that uh, that uh, but um, middle school. You start seeing more of the uh, like I was mentioned more more of the shirts and like uh, and less toys obviously the more you grow up but uh, but uh, the, I remember the once again going back to the cafeteria conversation yep. the big big one was and I mean people really got offended for this one was Lex Luger and Tatanka. and and I and, and SummerSlam nineteen ninety four yep okay that, that, uh, elaborate. I'd love to hear it. that uh, that uh, a lot of people. Uh, yeah, yeah, you had the yeah, you actually had three three people uh, in, involved. Yeah, the, the one person that that believed Tatanka and that Lex Luger was going to betray. You had some people who actually saw it kind of coming that nah, Tatanka might be the one. And there, of course, there were the ones that t- t- believed that Ted DiBiase the whole time was. C- c- Kakacha's uh, um, big plan to split off Luger and Tatanka so they can divide and conquer. Gotcha. And, that, uh, and, and I was actually was one of the believers I was with the divide and conquer. It's like, come on, boys, get, get your head together. Like, but that was the that was one of the, one of the real real big where where the where the wrestling fans of the cafeteria really was split. Like, like what is going to happen between Tatanka? And and uh, Lex Luger. Wow. Okay. So um, that to me. So I. So I was. 
So that SummerSlam in 1994 took place on a Monday night. I'll never forget this, okay? Um, I was living in East Hartford, and I had come home a couple of weeks prior from a vacation in Florida visiting my grandparents. And when we got home, my parents told me that we're moving and we're moving to West Hartford. And so I was gonna start a new school. And that SummerSlam was on a Monday night. I had my friend Dominic over, who I told you earlier, I punched him in the face three times in a fight in basketball on the playground in elementary school. Dominic and his brother, I forget his brother's name, he was a little older than us, but he watched wrestling too. Um, and they were a good group of guys. Um, and that was the last time I ever saw them. And we watched SummerSlam that night at my house. We ordered it on pay-per-view, one of the few times. And um, Lex Luger and Tatanka, um, I remember as a kid it, watching that, I was like, well, there's no way that Tatanka, the Native American, is going to turn on you know, the, his country and his community and the Native American population to be with the million dollar man excuse me and i figured well you know from my history as a wrestling fan knowing lex luger being a member of the four horsemen being a little bit of a slime ball as a narcissist and you know well it's definitely going to be luger you know what i mean like dibiase's gonna and i thought like dibiase was gonna manage luger and luger was gonna go on to be the champion because even as even back then, you know, as much as the Lex Express in hindsight, you look back on it and it failed. As a kid, I was like, I was like, it, it felt like a Hulk Hogan ripoff, but I felt like he needed to move away from that as a kid. And I thought DiBiase would have been the perfect, like he just Lex Luger to me as a kid looked like an asshole, and he needed to be paired with another asshole. You know what I mean? And DiBiase was that guy. So I thought that D Luger was going to join DiBiase. So when we're in the living room and we're watching and it was Tatanka all along, I was like, oh my God, like I couldn't believe it. The next day, I start school in middle school in West Hartford and I got nobody to talk about it with. Nobody. I'm like in awe of that SummerSlam that year, Razor Ramon won the Intercontinental title from Diesel after a summer feud with him and Shawn Michaels and Diesel. He got the belt back with help from Walter Payton, the late Walter Payton, former Chicago Bear running back. Bret Hart and Owen Hart had that classic steel cage match on that show. There was two Undertakers wrestling each other, and then Tatanka joined the Million Dollar Corporation. My head was spinning, and I had nobody to talk to about it because I joined a new school. Wow. I knew no one. I had no wrestling friends. I didn't have any friends. At this new school. I was brand fucking new. I was new kid on the block. And I had nobody to, 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 to get out all these feelings. It was it was so bad that I remember coming home and my parents were like, how was your first day of school? And, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I'm telling them about, you know, this, that, and the other. And then, like, all I wanted to do was pop in the tape because I taped it. I recorded SummerSlam and watched SummerSlam all over again to try and experience what I just witnessed from that pay-per-view. It was wild. So, um... Yeah, I, I that was to me like that that was a that was a bit, I remember that moment vividly. Um like you said, middle school you were seeing, you know, Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon, Undertaker T shirts, but it wasn't really it, it didn't really blow up for you. It wasn't as big of a part of your childhood, at least as a grade schooler is what you're saying. 
No, definitely not. Um, but high school is a different story, right? Yeah, it is. Okay. It's funny. Let, I, let, let, let's kind of transition into that. That uh, yeah, that, that I went from. I actually would say, with elementary school, wrestling was probably the most impactful TV on me than anything. Okay. Middle school, I can tell you one hundred percent. It went from Red and Stippy. To Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. Those were the two that's shows. A good, that's a good way to put that, it. I that, like that. that, that uh, those were the two shows, even above For those wrestling. those you youngsters out there, Google Ren and Stimpy and Beavis and Butthead. Good shows. Yeah. And, and, I, and I don't know. I actually recently saw, uh, I, I I own an, an, um, an Amazon, Beavis and Butthead. It doesn't survive the test of time. If you didn't live through it, you're not, not going to understand. The two shows uh, yeah. that, 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 that I still find are hilarious, but I know if I didn't live through the time... It would suck. A living color and B was a butthead. It, it, those jokes you had to live through. Yeah, you had, to, you had to live through a time period. You know, yeah, I get that, it. That, that, uh, totally get it. But Red Stippy though, I, I uh, that uh, I could I could pop I could today uh, I could I could show my thirteen year old nephew twin nephews that show and they would find it freaking hilarious. Yeah. That 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 kind of stick that kind that type of economy was, was survived the test of time. Okay. But um but but yeah that, that it, it kind of. I mean, I, I always it dropped loved, off a little. In middle school. Uh, yeah, so because because you know you want to be, uh, you know, uh, I'm too cool for school. I'm gonna watch. Um, what was that show on MTV that uh, Headbangers Ball? Okay. I, I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm a Headbangers Ball guy yeah. now. Like like okay. uh, like you know what I mean. But but I was watch wrestling. But, now let um, me ask you something. As you're getting, you know, middle school is usually on average, you know, about the time period where, you know, for 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 young. Males, you, you you get you know you're into you know a social life and females and you know you like girls and stuff like that you know um, not that males didn't like other males or females didn't like other females but I'm just speaking from experience you know middle school was probably right you know my my hormones peaked yeah um, uh, and you know maybe the same for you um, what kind of role did wrestling have? Um, in a social life with a girlfriend or with a girl that you were interested in, what was that? What was was wrestling your mistress like it was for me? Like was wrestling something that you had to know. hide from a girl no. or like okay? No, I I I, I could even tell you this that uh, especially like in my synagogue, right? But that especially uh, like our little youth, uh, like a synagogue, you got to go to Hebrew school, right? Yep. It was fucking torture. But what but, but, but made it tolerable, though, was, was uh, you, you, you know, your friends, whatever, you know? And and uh, my first couple of romances were human school girls. And uh, and I, I can remember just talking. Uh, I was like, hey, how's your day going? Yeah, you know, 9210, whatever. And I'm like, yeah. I'm Great watching, show, by the right, way. Watching wrestling. I had to live during that period to watch that show. That uh, Every now and again, I'd be the first one to admit that... Uh, that, that, that uh, if wrestling really is bombing, I'd watch Nine to One over wrestling. I'd, I'd be the first one to admit that. That that uh, that uh, but um, but yeah, I was always very open about 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 what I liked and what I didn't like and okay. whatever. Yeah, for me, wrestling was my mistress, especially with girls. If I liked a girl, if if they knew about wrestling, I wouldn't bring it up. 
it never came up in a conversation. If I was trying to get to know a girl or if I had a crush on a girl, you know, and they ask for likes and dislikes, I'd be like, oh, sports, music, you know, MTV, Giants, Mets, you know, um, you know, shit like that. I never brought up wrestling because I always thought that like that was going to be like the deal breaker for women. You know, for, for girls at that time, especially in, in high school. Um, so for me, wrestling was, like I said, my mistress. That was, But if a girl liked it or if a girl wanted to talk about it or if a girl wanted to, you know, bring it up in conversation, that if they knew that I liked it, I wouldn't have a problem necessarily talking about it with them. But I just didn't, uh, you know, um, I, didn't, I didn't make a point to bring it up. You know what I mean? It was it was kind of a different part of my life because I was I wasn't embarrassed to be a wrestling fan. I was more embarrassed of the rejection from a girl because I liked wrestling. You know what I mean? Mm. So that was where that that was where, you know, me as a teenage Dave Rosenbluth separated himself from, you know, a social life with girls and a life with wrestling with my brothers at home because that was where I got my fix. You know, I didn't have too many friends in high school that liked wrestling. I had a few. The ones that I told you about in middle school that all of a sudden liked it when the NWO came, you know, a big thing and Steve Austin flipping the bird and this, that, and the other. They stopped watching for a while, too, after that. So it was like a phase for them. I never stopped. There was never a point where I was like, I'm done with wrestling. Never. Especially as a youngster. So... Um, High school, I did. I, I, I didn't have as many friends. And when it came to the female contingent, I didn't know any friends that had, you know, know any females that liked wrestling, or even the ones that I was interested in didn't like that, that liked wrestling. So, um, as far as my experiences in high school and kind of um, adapting my fandom as a pro wrestling fan, um, I remember. Um, playing on the football team for two years, freshman and sophomore year, and uh, we had a big locker room. We were all changing in after practice my freshman year, and I had I was a I was a tight end and a um, a cornerback my freshman year, and the freshman team dressed with the varsity team in the locker room, and I remember he was a sophomore or a junior guy was by the name of Elliot Robinson. He was a sophomore because he was a year older than me. Um, and I walk in the dressing room, or I walk in the locker room, and I had like like black gloves that looked very similar to what MMA fighters use in their fights. Undertaker would wear them. And I walked in, and he was like, oh, what the fuck you think you are? Ken Shamrock with the UFC? And he like <laughs> posted up or whatever, like kind of joking around. And... Um, and then, like, we would we wrestled around a little bit, and I tried to do, like, a wrestling move on him. Like, a, I tried to take him down from behind and then, like, kind of, like, almost German suplex him. He was stronger than me, though, and he got me pretty good. Um, but it, it kind of, me making the attempt in the locker room and, like, getting him up a little bit, like, got a big reaction. And that was, like, the, like the, the aha moment from, like, a lot of the other guys in the football team. Like, oh, like, this guy, he could, he could move some people around. Like... Elliot was a strong dude. I remember in high school he was a strong motherfucker. He was he wasn't huge, but he was a strong, like stocky kind of guy. And I got at least I got his feet up in the air, almost like I was gonna German suplex him, but I think he managed to grab the locker that was nearby and then like he got he got a hold of me pretty good. Um 
I also remember playing on the basketball team, and um, this is where my wrestling brain comes in. I had to incorporate wrestling into it. Um, when they would introduce us at home games, they would play music on like the over the PA, and I remember I tried to, I pitched for DX's music. To, for us to come out to and one guy in the basketball team was cool with it and everybody else was like we ain't doing that wrestling shit like and we ended up coming out to some jay-z song um that i could we had to make sure that there was no swears on it you know couldn't play any music with any curse words um but yeah i envisioned us coming out and you know you know break it down doing the suck it and all of this shit but like it, i knew looking back on it that definitely wasn't gonna fly and then um I remember also um, the basketball team. The basketball team didn't get as didn't get as much love as some of the other sports um, at, at Hall High School in West Hartford. Number one because we sucked. Okay, we were a terrible basketball team. We had kids flunking off the team all the time. All the good players flunked. Okay, all the good players couldn't keep a grade above a C, C average, and so they got. They were off the team. And I remember my father, I remember my, my sophomore year when I was on JV and varsity, um, the uniforms were so old, Dennis, that our boxer shorts were longer than the basketball shorts that we were wearing. And my father was so embarrassed. He was like, that's it. He was like, fuck this. We're going to help raise money to get you guys better looking uniforms. You guys are like the bad news bears of basketball. Like, it's terrible. And my parents raised money. They got pizza donated and they would sell pizza at the games. And we ended up getting better. Like the, the school, the athletic department didn't want to do anything for the basketball team. So my parents had to step in and do something and ended up raising money. And the athletic department, I think, assisted in it, but did not by much and got us uniforms and ended up getting us warm up gear, too. So we get at a, 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 a shirt over a jersey and then the tearaway pants. Okay, and when cool. we got the tearaway pants, I yeah. thought it was fucking Shawn Michaels. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm just a sexy boy. And then fucking buttons come right off. You know what I mean? That was where my pro wrestling brain was um, back in, uh, in, 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 in high school. Um, to the point where... Um, also, too, when, I, when we would get ready for a game... I had a disc man and I would have the you remember the remember when WWF used to put the music out on the CDs yeah, of, of the guys theme music? Yeah. I used to have all their theme music and I'd get myself all fucking hyped up listening to everyone's theme music before a game whether it was a road game, if we were away and we were on the bus or if it was at home and I was sitting um in the locker room before the game, um, I would sit there with my disc man and I would get fucking super hyped up. I remember one game, um, it was my birthday and we were playing Simsbury High School and I had my disc man on and it was at home and I told the team, I was like, it's my birthday. I want you to play and win for my birthday. And I just remember I got so freaking hyped up i was listening to the 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 wwf the music volume mm -hmm. whatever and i think like bret hart's music and stone cold's music and then like the music was in my brain so that like when we came out like i thought i was steve austin ready to slam dunk somebody or give somebody the stone cold stunner um so that so those are just some of a few of my memories um 
in high school. You got any that you can share with us? Um, oh, here's another. You know, I have a few more, but I'll, I've kind of gone off the rails here a little bit. Share, share with me a few of your memories of your pro wrestling fandom incorporated into your high school experience. All right. That, that, um, that uh, I, I was never good enough to play varsity, but I played freshman and JV basketball, uh, the, the, like you. That, uh, that, uh, that, that, that I, can, I can remember just that. that uh, so I was a scrapper. Most of the people listening, uh, the uh, listening audience of Kicking Out of Two doesn't know who I am, but but I'm like five ten ish, maybe five eleven on a good day. And that that uh, I was a scrapper. I love boxing out. I was a shooting guard, but I love boxing out. And like I love, I love talking shit to the the, the the center and getting in his head, whatever type of shit. You were kind of like the Dennis Rodman. I did, I tried to be, but but I wasn't. Yeah, that, okay. that, 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 uh, that was kind of like my role as well. But that, go ahead. Uh, but uh, I I could shoot. I could shoot, play good defense, and and I made good decisions. But my downfall, I couldn't dribble for nothing. Can't dance, can't dribble. Anything that involves feet coordination, Rhythm. I can never do. Rhythm, thank you. I can never, ever, 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 ever do. That's what holds me back from JV for to, to varsity. I, I made, I made, I made it to like the varsity cuts. I made it to like like the second to last almost. Like like I was like in the top twenty, but I couldn't make the top twelve. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, I'm like I'm digressing. But, no, uh, no, no, I've but, done but too. I I just remember that that uh, that uh, so so um, a guy was like probably six one ish or whatever boxing out goes up for a re- we're both going up for a rebound and he elbows me in the face by accident. So I just I, that that I uh, got a little bit of blood whatever that 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 that. that uh, we uh, uh that, that I get get it all situated, come back in the game, and what do I do? I just elbow him on purpose, and I get a two game suspension, all this other stuff. <laughs> but, but I just remember him going, and going, and just, just that uh, it's just go my team teammates like like where the fuck do you learn that move from? From Dusty Rhodes, and I'm just like, well, I had to do what I gotta do. Yeah, that, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that, that uh, but uh, that it's not wrestling related. But this is what type of player I was. That that uh, your wrestling your wrestling uh, fandom came into play here in this yeah, situation. Yeah. That, uh, so, so when I was in JV, uh, what happened was sadly enough that that our starting point guard it was too good for JV. That that they said you're in varsity. You're the, you're going to be the starting uh, starting varsity uh, point guard. So he's gone. And then our starting point guard for our JV broke his ankle running from the police. But anyway, that's, 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 uh, uh, they, he did break his ankle, so we lost we lost him. So we had no point guard. Yeah. So so our our play was if you're open you shoot. That was a good shooter. So this is a true story. 1997, I broke the JV record for making the most threes and missing the most threes in one year for the Manchester. High school, wow! Um, JV basketball team. That's so you're a fifty. You're fifty percent shooter. I was about twenty five percent, but but I had some games where I was seven for eleven, twenty five points, whatever. Shit. That 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 uh, that uh, and then other games where I got benched and uh, they got benched for a full game because I started off the start off the game zero for six. You know what I mean? So Jesus. That, that was just one of those where it just it just just Throw them up and hope for the best. Yeah, obviously, I think we played like 
13 games. What was it 13 games? I think it was like 13. Yeah, I think, yeah. We went, we, we went, we, we, we went four and nine. So, so yeah, we were not very good. I think we, I think we had an eight. I think the conference we were in for basketball, we had an 18 game season. So I think we were like two and 16 or three and 15 or whatever. Um, it's fun. It's funny that you, every time you tell every, it's funny how you, the stories that you're telling now all of a sudden like conjure up memories of, of things that took place that have like a pro wrestling element to it. Um, I remember it was my senior year and we were playing a game and I forget the, the school, but we got we got trounced pretty good. And um, the game was over and we were going to the locker room and the only way for the visiting team to get through to their locker room and we were at home, okay? Our game was at home. The only way for the visiting team to get to their locker room was for them to um, go down the same stairwell as us. So we're walking down to the locker room, and, you know, my, and, and true story, we're minding our own business, and the team that beat us, they're giving us a hard time. Like, you won. You fucking, you, you mopped the floor with us, all right? Like, you know. Let it be. And they're getting in one of our point guards' face. Like, to the point where there's like three or four of them surrounding one guy. You just beat us. What's the point of doing this? So I basically do a run-in here, okay? And I start shoving guys up against the wall. And I think I think I threw one of them into the... Um, off a couple of steps to a landing of the staircase um and then it just turns into like a big shoving match and a big and it felt like a big pro wrestling pull apart then guys from my team were pulling me off and then there were other coaches and then one of the coaches from the other team shoved one of our kids and then like i started shoving the coach and then they and then i'll never forget this they they made a complaint to the conference towards our athletic director that we started a fight and one of the kids attacked the coach. And so I got called into the athletic director's office and by then she fucking did not like us, okay? Number one, she was banging the varsity soccer coach and they ended up getting married and having kids. So that fucking soccer team every year, whether they won or lost, had brand new fucking uniforms, brand new cleats, brand new equipment, all that shit. They didn't need that shit every year, but because he was fucking giving her the giving her giving her the sausage, they were getting new shit every year. And this basketball team we couldn't even get a pair of shorts. You know what I mean? That fit us. It was fucking ridiculous. So we're, I'm in the fucking office, and the coach is in there, and the coach, our senior year, he was also the gym teacher. He was new. He came from a, another high school, um, and he was he was a dick nonetheless. Didn't really care for him. He didn't really like me, um, and he, he even told me, too. He was like, if I had my way, I would have restructured this team, and you wouldn't have been on it because you know, he just did, he didn't. I was very towards the end of my run in, in basketball in school my senior year. I was very opinionated with you know who I felt should have played and who I felt should have been the focal point of the team. I didn't think I should have been the star, but I thought like his choices weren't the best in terms of who he was picking as like the guy the center of the team around. I, I was just like he's not bad, but he's not a fucking superstar like you think he is, you know. So I, that was like. I was like the Austin to his McMahon yeah. in, in many ways. So anyhow, long story short, I'm in the fucking athletic director's office, and they were like, we're going to have to suspend you. I said, for what? 
And they were like, because you put your hands on a coach. I was like, um, because he put his hands on one of our students. Well, that's not what he tells us. I was like, so you're believing him from another school over us. I go, if I didn't step in and start getting rid of some of those guys, they would have jumped so-and-so. And they're like, oh, well, we didn't know all that, blah, blah, blah. Well, we're going to have to look into this further. Long story short, my parents fought hard. I didn't get suspended. They were going to try and suspend me and not let me play senior night, the last home game as a senior, because I stepped in and got physical. But basically, like moral, moral of the story, my pro wrestling brain came into play and I started throwing guys around because I wasn't letting my teammate get jumped by four other guys. And then the coach, one of the coaches of all people, starts shoving kids, you know, trying to break up a fight. Like, you're an adult, dude. Who the fuck do you think you are? You know right, what I mean? Yeah. And then you're going to lie and say that one of these 17-year-old kids put their hands on you? Yeah. I, I admitted to the athletic director. I said, yeah, I pushed the coach because he put his hands on one of our one of our players. That's not his place to do that. And like I said, my parents fought hard. Nothing really came of it. They just wanted to hear my side of the story looking back on it. But it was uh, – I, I felt like I was in the – I felt like I was – in in many ways, like like once like once again, that pro wrestling brain of mine comes into play, which you know, shows how big of a fucking mark I am. That like I felt like I was getting suspended without pay, and they were writing me off TV and all this crazy shit. You know what I mean? So um, yeah, th- those that 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 just came to mind when you talked about like physicality, like in in, in when you played basketball. Um, but yeah, those are just a, those are you know we've done a little bit over an hour or so. Like those are just a few of my me- memories of you know how pro wrestling was incorporated. I remember. Here's one last story from me, and then we can kind of wrap things up here. I remember you you, you and you talked about lunchroom discussions. Okay. I remember the day after the Montreal screw job, my freshman year. In high school, um, I had read literally hours, a couple hours after the pay-per-view aired on the internet, on I think it was like 411 Mania or something, what happened and that the details behind it. And Brett was leaving for WCW and Vince rang the bell and they, they switched the finish on him and all that other stuff. And so... I'm like, holy shit. Like, I didn't, first of all, I didn't know Brett was leaving for WCW at that time. Okay. Had no fucking clue. Um, and I had no idea that like, I didn't order the pay per view. So I had no idea any of this happened. I just read it. So, like, my brain was, I'm like, oh my God, I can't wait to tell Buddha when I get this. Cause he was a big Shawn Michaels fan. So we're at lunch and I'm telling this story. And I was like, yeah, so I read it on this site that Brett didn't want to drop the title. And um, so then Vince rang the bell, but Brett never gave up. And now he's going to WCW. I didn't even know he was going to WCW. And Shawn Michaels is the champ and blah, blah, blah. And this other kid that's sitting at the table, he's kind of a fringe wrestling fan. His name is Nelson Mingo. And he played on the basketball team with us. And he said, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. He goes, the announcer, Vince McMahon, he's the owner? I said, yeah, he's the owner. He goes, and so... He basically rewrote the script live on the pay-per-view as it was happening. I was like, yeah, sort of. He goes, man, I ain't watching that fake shit no more. (laughs) And he was like so mad to hear it. And I'll just never forget. He's like, man, I ain't watching that fake shit no more. But that was one of the more um, intense um, lunchroom discussions later on that year, my sophomore year. Later on in my sophomore year, um, 
I, uh, me and a group of my friends, we tried to do a backyard wrestling federation with like a couple of mattresses and like some, uh, like a couple of garden hoses and set up a ring. So one day at lunch, we didn't even eat our lunch. We were so in- invested in this. We started scripting out a, 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 a a backyard wrestling card and who was going to be who and we ended up like recording it and um we got some of the neighbors to come over and watch and it 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 was pretty fun it was a lot of fun uh but i remember just um me and matt and kevin uh and a few other kids we just started recording writing this shit out and like all right you're gonna be ken shamrock i'm gonna be triple h and you're gonna be stone cold and you're gonna be undertaker so then you two are gonna have a match for the title it's gonna be a ladder match and we bought soda so that if whoever was stone cold would do a beer bash with like coca-cola at the end yeah it was pretty wild it was funny i was the rock and we had like maybe about like 13 or 14 kids. We had a full episode of Monday Night Raw in this kid's backyard. And we wrote it out at lunch like two days ahead of time. So and it, it was of like two old mattresses with a tarp over it. And we had like some some lawn chairs and we strung a garden hose and um, a couple of extension cords around to make like the ropes. And we had like a wooden ladder. And then the clothesline with him, where his mother hung the clothes in the backyard, was where we put the toy belt, and that was where the ladder match was. So that all took that was all constructed and planned out at the lunch table sophomore year, the uh, spring of my sophomore year in high school. So those are that, that's it for me when it comes to my wrestling memories and how it was incorporated in school. You got any more before we we, we shut this shit down? No, we pretty much hit all all the corners. So that uh, that um, NWO. In high school, that that took over, but we already pretty much talked about that. But yeah. That, that uh, that, yeah, that, that, I, that I thought this was. was there, a, all right, I got one last question yeah. for you. Was there ever mm-hmm. a point where pro wrestling became a part of your school work? Did you ever have to do anything on your school work, a project related to it? I don't think so. Okay. That, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, um, but I got a standing ovation. That uh, um, this is totally unrelated to wrestling, but the, <laughs> the only time I ever got pop, uh, yeah, it's a, that, 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 so so for my marketing class, you know, uh, we had to we had to make a business. But what what did uh, um, and I got an A on this, by the way. Is that that that, that, uh, that you, you know what do most people do? Uh, convenience store, uh, you know, um, you, you know, courier business, whatever. I did a strip club, and, and, <laughs> and, and I. Yeah, and I got a, and I got a standing ovation after I was done. Was Godfather in the kids, whole training? Twenty kids all standing, and, and, he, and, and, and the market teacher literally goes, "I hate to do it, but you got it's an A." <laughs> there was one instance where pro wrestling became a part of my schoolwork. It was my senior year. I took an elective class. It was current events. Everyone was like, take current events. You're going to get an A in this class. The teacher is super cool. His name was Mr. Kogan. Super nice guy. And he was. I love the class with him. And so the current events, actually it was my junior year. Sorry, my junior year. And there were seniors. It was a mixture of like juniors and seniors in the class. And so... Um, he did a he he did a project on um, on on pro wrestling because it was an article on in Newsweek. This was like 
huge when like Attitude Era blew up and it was Rock and Austin and DX and you know NWO Monday Night Wars the whole nine and how just wrestling became a big part of the mainstream culture so me and these two other kids used to sit in the back of the room and talk wrestling one of them was named Andrew Altman and I forget the other kid's name and we would talk wrestling all the time and basically the structure of the class was was Mr. Kogan was going to read the article and we were going to talk about points in the article and just have like a big classroom discussion then we were going to like write a paper on it and it wasn't going to be a very long paper it was like a couple of paragraphs or whatever maybe like a page or two tops so I was like shit I can fucking sink my teeth into this like this is great so we basically like did like the majority of the discussion we almost ran the class per se he would read the article and then like a lot of the kids didn't watch wrestling or didn't like wrestling so they didn't really talk about it us three were the only people that would comment on what on, and answer the questions or ask the questions that he was trying to incorporate into the lesson plan. Um, yeah, I'll never forget it. It was like he pulled the magazine out and the three of us looked at each other like, oh, shit, this is going to be a part of the discussion. Like, this is awesome. Like, we're not going to, you know. And like I said, we basically ran the class and we started talking about it. And then eventually other students would ask questions and be like, so, um, so. You know, this person here, he, what's what's his, what's the meaning behind his character? What does smell what the rock is cooking mean? And so then, like, I would go back and be like, oh, so smell what the rock is cooking means when the rock said that, you know what I mean? Like, it was just, it, it was it was a fun discussion. I'll never forget. It was my junior year. Um, and we just kind of ran the class and, and, and took questions and talked about the article. And and uh, I, I definitely got an A when I wrote that paper. They're like, all right, now for your homework, you're going to write, you know, a synopsis. And, you know, I want you to, you know, explain in, you know, in, in four to five sentences, you know, what this means and why, you know, why do you feel this way about this and et cetera. And, you know. I mean, it was an easy, the class was an easy A regardless. The homework was fucking easy. The, the classroom discussions were fun. But like when he incorporated that Newsweek article with like Vince McMahon on the cover of it, I was like, I was like, if I don't get an A in this shit, then there's something wrong with me. <laughs> so that I think, I think, like you said, we covered all corners, covered all our bases, talked about how pro wrestling was a big part of our, our childhood throughout our grade school years. Dennis. I loved this subject. I, I thank you so much for introducing it and bringing it to the forefront here on Kicking Out It Too. Um, this was a lot of fun, man, and thank yeah. you, thank you so much for, uh, for 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 making that happen. Um, this was this was your baby, and you had some great stories, some great insight, and and how wrestling became entrenched in your day to day um, school interactions from elementary, middle, and high school. Um, and I think that about does it this week here on Kicking Out of Two. I think it's about that time that we officially put the show down for the three count. But before we do, um, the I told you you had a show to pick that we're going to watch, and we're going to watch it next week. It's going to be In Your House 3. The main event was Diesel and Shawn Michaels against British Bulldog and Yokozuna. All the titles on the line, so we're going to watch that next week uh, here on Kicking Out of Two. So have your WWE Network accounts logged in, ready to rock and roll as we watch In Your House 3 from September of 1995. And now it is officially time to put this show down for the three count. We'll see you all next week.